had a TikTok, I would just record myself and how excited I was about the first movie only being 84 minutes long. Actually, I think, like, the, the real Snyder Cut is just him watching it on Twitch talking. I think that's really what the public wants, and I think he's really edging us towards it. Alright, three, two, one. Alright, welcome to Two Reels Podcast, where we watch a new movie and we choose its perfect and generally most unexpected pairing. This is episode two of season two, and we are excited to be here. I'm here with my co-hosts, and to introduce them, first, a man whose social media accounts are best described as obsession-worthy, Joey, how's it going? Wow. You're the first person to ever say anything nice about my social media accounts. That means a lot. <laughs> How you doing, Dave? I'm doing great. <laughs> Joke's on me because I don't have any social media or follow any of your accounts, but this is just <laughs> what other people tell me. And uh, next, we got a guy who, even over Zoom, bears the glow of angel wings. Rod, how are you doing? Davey, I'm literally blushing red. You're flirting with me on air? Addicted. I'm good. How are you? (laughs) I just can't help myself, man. I just cannot help myself. And uh, we're going to go to you, Rod, to tell us about the first movie we chose this week. Yeah, the first film that we chose this week was a 2019 release, delayed. It's one of the COVID casualties. Um, mm. And it is Saint Maud, directed by Rose Glass, and it tells the story of Maud, a former nurse now turned private caregiver caretaker, who is deeply religious and begins to take care of um, take care of Amanda, who is a former dancer who is struggling with I think stage four Hodgkin's lymphoma brutal cancer and as she's taking care of amanda her her belief becomes that god has chosen her to save amanda's wretched soul and shenanigans ensue to say the absolute least (laughs) this is in case you couldn't tell a psychological horror film from the year 2020 (laughs) straight nightmare fuel good lord (laughs) Well, what'd you guys think? I loved Saint Maud. I loved it. This was this was a movie I was really, 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 really looking forward to last year when I first saw the previews for it. I'm a horror fanatic. I love horror films. It's like probably my favorite genre, I would say. It's the genre that had like when it's at its best, it brings the most out of me and that I feel the most excitement to experience. And when it's at its worst, it's still a completely different, it has the potential for a completely different kind of enjoyment. And it, there isn't a lot of genres I feel that way about. Well, I'll tell you, my favorite part of the whole movie was when it started and I saw that it was only 84 minutes long. <laughs> because <laughs> I can tell you, it's not, it's not really fair to any movie because I don't love horror movies. So when I know I'm going into a horror movie, I'm already sort of not looking forward to it. It's like my soul is preparing to be tortured. 
my, <laughs> appropriately. My, okay. Okay. My genre. So Rod, your genre is horror. Good, bad. You find something to like. For me, that's action, which may almost be like the polar opposite of horror. And mm. Maybe that or comedy. But like for me, action's just so mindless. I don't care how good or bad it is because it's fun. Horror to me, it's just upsetting regardless. <laughs> and if I'm gonna be upset, I like like. A crazy story. Give me a get out that like really fucks with me and makes me think about societal shit a little bit more. This movie, it's just like uncomfortable hand jobs, a lot of weird religious shit, the occasional jump scare of a face like twisting. I I probably paused this movie six times while watching just to like go eat a piece of broccoli, you know, just something that was like even if I don't enjoy doing it, just <laughs> I enjoy that more than watching it. So that's my take. Yeah, I am just like a horror fanatic. But I, you know, I, I think like for me, the like the reason that I think you're correct that action is probably the opposite of horror because comedy actually has so much more in common with horror in some in so many ways. Like so many of our great comedies are are also horror films. I mean, like, get you mentioned Get Out. I think you could make a case that it's either in a weird way. Like, it's kind of a satire mm-hmm. and a comedy, and it's kind of, like, totally a horror movie. I think, like, the thing that really worked for me about St. Maude, and this is the thing that I think keeps me coming back to horror as, like, the template for an experience that can move me when done well, is I am, like, just really somebody who is taken by atmosphere. Like, it's not the only thing that can save a film, but, like, to me, the ability to utilize all of the tools of the art of the moving image of film horror like tends to be able to do the best and this movie has incredible sound design i literally could not get over how flawlessly it was mixed how like cavernous and like creaky this home felt the way that like when you're in the home you feel like you're just in this like completely like isolated yeah just like a silo and then when she's out it's like when she's not in the house or she's not in her home she's on like a like boardwalk playground ass area that's like so chaotically loud or she's in a loud ass bar alone or she's this at like the seaside like there's just this juxtaposition of like very religious like silence in these like places of her worship whether it's her like care person's home or her home or in like the real world which is like completely chaotic and so it sort of reminded me we can get to this later but it, it it elements of it reminded me also of like taxi driver of like the mm. mo- like a character study of somebody who is looking at the world around them as inherently flawed and like disgusting and broken and their one source of obsession is meant to embody the good they wish they could do for like everyone everyone else i think something that uh morford clark the actress that played Maud said to me which stuck with me was that like she's like I think what brought out this character for me is that this woman feels like the world is dangerous as hell and it is dangerous as hell you know like there is a way in which a woman moving through a crowded bar by herself is a horror movie (laughs) and it becomes a horror movie in this you know there is a way where a lot of this stuff could become horrific for her and it does. But I think that there's, they do such a great job because it's not like your team mod. <laughs> like she is clearly taking it to an extreme in a way that's not okay. 
But it's not as if, like, the horror doesn't exist. It takes nothing special to mop up after the decrepit and the dying. Can you feel that? Yep. 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 But to save a soul, that's quite something. Yeah. I, it was an effective movie, and the environment is really good, and that was the thing I appreciated most. Cinematography... The sound, like it definitely is terrifying even when nothing quote unquote scary is happening. Uh, and it kind of takes a world that from another perspective might not be terrifying and turns it into that. And that's why I thought the pairing this week was was really, really good because in a lot of ways it does those same things, but with such a different tone and such a different approach. And so I think this would be a good time to talk about that pairing. And Joey, why don't you tell us what you picked to pair with this? Yeah, so I actually stole this pairing from the actress Morphid Clark as well because the other thing she said was her she watched besides Repulsion as to study up for the role was Ingrid Goes West. And Ingrid mm. Goes West is a 2017 black comedy directed by Matt Spicer. And it tells the story of Ingrid played by... The god, Aubrey Plaza. I love her. Goddess. The goddess. (laughs) And she's an Instagram-obsessed woman who uses her inheritance to move to L.A. to aggressively pursue a friendship with an influencer played by Wanda, I believe. Not a Marvel guy. (laughs) Elizabeth Olsen. (laughs) And, yeah, I had not seen this movie for a couple years, and... God, they fucking nail Venice Beach in L.A. (laughs) so beautifully. And as an L.A. person now for these last four years, it's it's a trip. But it really, really nails the world in a great way. So I so I've watched Ingrid Goes West, I think, five times. (laughs) Literally, this is like I think maybe the fifth time I've watched it. I love this film like I really 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 love this film the reason I love it is anytime a movie is about social media I never buy that the person making it has any idea about how social media works or like the like grammar of social media but rather social media as an idea like it's like we hate social media because it represents these things we hate this movie is talking about a person like I know this person, it has an entire, like, Taylor Sloan, which is Elizabeth Olsen's character, like, the California references, like, the books she, like, citing but hasn't read, I, that is, which is my favorite detail of that she hasn't read, Norman Mailer's mm-hmm. The Deer Park, I, it's just such, I think this movie is so good, and it's a true black comedy, that's what I, that's what mm-hmm. I like, a real black comedy, and I was thinking, we don't have to get into it, but I was thinking of the film we talked about last week, Promising Young Woman, because to me, this movie felt so much more engaged with its own darkness than Promising Young Woman did. We don't need to get into it, but it did remind me of that a little bit. In terms of the pairing, I thought it was brilliant. I think it's like, I think the ability to think of social media as a godlike presence, as like a divine institution that you're always trying to gain access to and curry favor with, um is true like tragically true um and i think talking about it with saint maud or thinking about it with saint maud really allowed me to access that feeling of like these are two lost women that are looking for meaning through their obsession with another woman but primarily through like the 
like choreography that comes with this like behavior in this like holy book whether it's like instagram or or the bible or whatever. I, I love that reading for me i mean i wish i had the god as instagram and vice versa reading it's so good the biggest thing for me was the idea of like asymmetric female friendships which is the way i watch both of these movies too where it's like mod so terribly wants to not just save her but get approval from her and you know and be, be her be her all of that and yeah aubrey plaza's ingrid so wants to be elizabeth olsen but also wants validation for herself through elizabeth olsen mm. 100%. and i think they both of them are like i mean especially part way through the movie they're like don't let these other women come into your life and pollute you or like turn you wrong you know i i am the only one who could save you and i was just watching them both and it's just like this is the same story but one's a horror movie and one's a comedy and it's i guess they're both horror movies they're really. both horror movies that's what's so <laughs> yeah. good they're both well, completely I, horror movies they're definitely both terrifying right but like one is terrifying more conceptually than on viewing like i thank you so much for choosing ingrid goes west because i don't think i could watch <laughs> another pure horror movie after this uh and so it was like fun you know you kind of got to laugh at what's sad and terrifying in ingrid goes west whereas you really can't do that in saint Maud. uh but the other thing that both you guys have kind of mentioned but danced around a little bit is in a way neither of these movies are about the woman that they're pursuing the relationship with it's about the higher mm. power so for Maud, it's not about really her relationship with Amanda. It's about fulfilling her obligation to God through her relationship with Amanda. And yep. for Aubrey Plaza, it's not really about Elizabeth Olsen, right? Like Because she did that with another woman right before Elizabeth Olsen. And chances are she'll probably do it with another woman afterwards. But it's not about that. It's about finding meaning. It's about doing something meaningful on social media. It's about getting recognition. And Nobody really gives a fuck about Elizabeth Olsen, really including Ingrid, which we find out like at the end of the movie, she says pretty much out loud that she thinks Elizabeth Olsen is full of shit and garbage, but she still is desperate for her approval regardless. Mm -hmm. And I think for both of them, it's kind of a, it's this person can bring me to this next plane that I've been dreaming of, you know? And it's like, beautiful in the instagram sense where it's like you know she fucking frames the picture that elizabeth olsen tags her in because this is the moment her follower count starts going up she starts having this thing for Maud, like the moment that uh jennifer ely's character starts to feel god is what she holds on to that entire movie like that entire movie because it's like this is proof that not only does God exist, like I exist. I'm starting mm. to like become worthwhile and starting to fulfill the thing I want. And both of them are just working through this past trauma that's like somewhat unspoken, but we know both of them were once people who could exist in society, did some big terrible thing, and then need to totally remove themselves and find a new life and try to restart their life. So I think like 
in that way too it's you're chasing just like normalcy and the divine all at once which is very messy for both these women yeah can i just quickly click pause and ask a question on something you said there joe Mm -hmm. here's what i want to know did Maud impale a woman's chest while giving her CPR? Is that her tragedy that she crushed a woman's body with her bare hands and killed her? I do think that's what happened. And I also think that I think that happens. Like, I might be wrong about this, but I don't think that's like... <laughs> okay, on, literally, Patreon subscribers will list, will hear Joey's medical advice, so please subscribe I think monthly you for can break. <laughs> you can break ribs. <laughs> I think you can break she a didn't rib break ribs. CPR. She broke her entire chest so much so <laughs> that her head, like, exploded. Okay. Who amongst us? Here's the thing, though. Clearly, her, her nurse friend... Was like, oh, I loved what, her. Was like, what happened to you? You know, it sweet wasn't joy. like, sweet joy. It wasn't like, oh, I remember you did that unspeakable thing, and can never be in this like polite society again. It seemed like she just something happened that she just kind of that was took the wrong way. That was way. my favorite yeah. detail. I think like right, the she most... got caught being drunk at work or something. Is right, kind of right, or even like. I think this the mo- the most interesting thing the film did was avoid the option to have it imply that this is something Maude does again and again, that it's a pattern. Like, I mm-hmm. thought the fact that this nurse was reaching out to her because of this, what was being framed as an oddity, like a strange incident that happened, um, was so empathetic. Like, that to me was, like, exactly what made... Um, it's like you know i again like i don't i feel like sometimes it's like overly it's more reductive than productive to keep saying this but that is sometimes the empathy you get when a female writer or director makes a genre film that has these like conventions like there's just a sense that as crazy as mod is and as like you know and crazy again is like a loaded a loaded term um but as like she's crazy she's crazy (laughs) yeah right as much of a zealot as she is um the writer director rose glass never feels to be judging her like we are always just following the exact thing she's going through and i think the choice to like make sure it was clear somewhat clear that this is not something that Maud does this upset you know because whereas in ingrid goes west it's it is implied that this is something ingrid does that this is actually totally a pattern um and there but there's also so much empathy in how ingrid is presented in the film which is something else that's great but i have a question for you guys what okay i want to discuss why to me or to why it seems that like so many of our more promising young filmmakers um of which i include rose glass because i really felt like this film was like quite an accomplishment for a first uh, for a debut but so many of our filmmakers that we're most excited about who are debuting are debuting their films in the horror genre we have like ari aster robert eggers jordan peele um Nia DaCosta, who directed the Candyman remake that has is also a COVID casualty, um, and now Rose Glass. Like, why do you guys think it is that, like, horror... Or do you guys feel, rather, instead of making this a leading question, do you guys feel that their horror is a particularly, like, fruitful genre in the last few years? And, like, why do you think that is? I think... I think it's the... It's what gets made. And it's... A lot of it is industry realities that a horror movie can open it could go in theaters you could have the 
paranormal activity or the get out, you know, one out of 20 of your movies have to hit for $80 million unexpectedly. And suddenly the whole genre is worth it to you. And you just don't, Mm. what's like the breakout, you know, adult (laughs) drama of the last 30 years. It's unfortunately that just like, no one's willing to take that risk because there's no big time payoff. No one's going to make, you know, an Albert Brooks movie anymore, unfortunately. And I think like, you know, the entryway of horror is I can tell a serious story about trauma and about living in the world and it could be atmospheric and it doesn't need to be expensive to make, but it actually can open, you know? The get outness, I guess, of like the last few years also feels. We've already mentioned get out like three times in this podcast alone. It just feels like <laughs> we really are in a post get out like horror. No, moment. I mean, but so that get out changed everything in the sense that it brought the prestige to it as well. But we're we're in a Blumhouse moment. Like mm-hmm, Jason totally. Blum came from VC World and decided to get into Hollywood, and his big theory was. I'm spending exactly $5 million on every movie. And he would get fucking, you know, giant stars in his movies eventually. And they'd be like, why don't we pay more? Oh, let's just do one more reshoot. And he's like, no, $5 million rule. You know, and he just like sticks to it. That's, you know what? That's like one day of CGI for a Marvel (laughs) movie that he's spending for these movies. And his theory was like, I'll hit, you know, 10x or 20x on one movie out of, you know, the five I make. And instead, it's like every other movie he makes makes $100 million, which is insane. And that's like mm-hmm. what we that's why the horror genre exists and is right. the most profitable and the most people take chances in it and all of that. It's because you could spend $5 million and shoot in a single house and make it look spooky and bring back like Marvel numbers or like DC numbers, maybe not Marvel numbers, but DC numbers, DC numbers. <laughs> another horror production. Yeah. If you will. It's, it's also a genre that never dies. Like we see a version of a movie like that every 10 years. Think of the Blair witch project, like what mm-hmm. that did to the film industry where you make this movie that costs no money, literally on a held handheld camera. And it like blows everybody's mind. And all of a sudden for the next 20 years, every third horror movie is filmed on a handheld camera and like some yeah. of them do well you can't do that in any other genre totally. it's crazy the, the Blair Witch Project is miraculously a masterpiece I <laughs> have seen that movie maybe 20 times I love it so much yeah I mean Paranormal yeah. Activity that was when we were in college that changed yeah. everything you know that was yeah. think about what that cost to make a no actor movie <laughs> with in a single house where you like don't even see the ghosts you know and it's just like that movie fucking probably brought home 50 million 100 million dollars yeah the production budget was actually just a quizno's catering invoice if you can believe it i looked it up you know i'm actually meeting a friend for lunch here have you seen her oh yeah taylor sloan yeah yeah she comes in all the time i know (laughs) she was actually here like an hour ago you said you're meeting her for lunch, or...? Oh, God, I must have gotten the time wrong. So stupid. Do you remember what she ordered? 
I want to know like what you guys because the thing I really like about Ingrid Goes West is I actually find and this is the thing I like about both of them I think I already said it but is I really find both characters to be sad but not pitied like Mm. and I really just found that to be a really illuminating connection between the two aside from the friendship thing that you were saying Joey which is totally totally great and you were so right Davey like the way in which they're working through their own needs through these other people projection like essentially like a therapist would call it projection um Mm -hmm. but I just felt like there was just a real um I don't know I found Ingrid's story sincerely sad like I really 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 every time I watch it sincerely find it sad not because it's telling me it's sad not because it's like making me feel sad but it really is sad in a way and part of this I feel like we haven't really talked about these performances in, enough because yeah. Aubrey Plaza mm-hmm. is fantastic oh in England dynamite. Dynamite. dynamite like she's not she she's not giving you just Oscar. chaos it's it's insane it's insane she was not why wasn't it at Oscar? least why wasn't it at least an option why is why is um ellen now elliot but then ellen page and juno a more oscar worthy performance than aubrey plaza in ingrid goes which is a real performance it was it was too early would be my guess 2017 for instagram i think right now if that exact same movie came out think about how fucking crazy people went for like black mirror and this is like actually true read on the effects of social media that holds mm. up three years later four years later it's crazy it's so good it's yeah. so good i yeah. really think so, it's so good to throw another uh maybe half question at you guys to answer your question rod is the performances are incredible but i think and i'm wondering if you guys feel the same way one of the reasons that we don't have to pity either of these characters is because they are both also the bad guys. Yeah. I mean, they're not... Neither of them do you feel like they're just villainous, horrible people. But it's hard to pity somebody when the whole time you're waiting for them to kill somebody or to do something that's treacherous. And I think that we've been so trained to not feel pity for villains unless a movie does a really cool mind trick with us. That when I'm watching it the whole time, whether it's Maud or Ingrid, I'm just thinking, when are you going to blow up again? When are you going to do something fucked up? And when you're waiting for that on a character, it's hard to feel really bad for them. And Ingrid cries a lot, and I know that's like a, a stupid, superficial, triggering thing. But in those moments, I do feel some pity for her. But then you see the way that she reacts after her sadness, and it almost removes that immediately because she does something so ridiculous. Well, they're, they're just two true antiheroes, which I think is what all of us were kind of hoping for with Promising Young Woman, which is like, let's let these people be evil. <laughs> let's, every time you start to feel pity, let's pull it back slightly. Like, there's the gore. I mean, I couldn't help but think of that movie from last week when we were watching. Uh, Ingrid and O'Shea Jackson's character have their date night together and you're just like oh what a like so much chemistry such a beautiful moment and then right away the director's like that might have all been fake that actually probably was all fake because she's still on her grind to get to this pool party and needs a date and like every real thing you thought you saw and all that pity 
don't trust it, you know? And that's like what I was so amazing about that movie is you're totally right, Davey. Every time you start to think like, this is the turn, this is where we're going to see this person heal or grow or change. (laughs) You realize there's still some like level of conniving in there. That's so dark. Yo, O'Shea Jackson though. He's so good. I I like going back and rewatching Ingrid the whole cast kills it. Like Fire. the four, I guess, the four main people. Who is it? Elizabeth Olsen, Aubrey Plaza, O'Shea Jackson, Wyatt Russell, stars. And then Billy, what's it? Billy Magnuson. Even he who plays Nikki, the brother. Like everybody in that movie is unbelievable. It's yeah. such a good cast and kind of an unexpected cast. None totally. of them pop up, and I think, oh, they're in this, but then they <laughs> do it. Totally. Another reason that Ingrid Goes West is similar to Get Out slash a horror movie, they both have a very similar preppy brother trope. Like, a horrifying Ugh. brother figure. Like, <laughs> those two dudes could kick it. And I'd be like, yeah, y'all are friends. O'Shea Jackson. He's bitch. so good. He's I so love good. Him. We should get to second categories. Movie. I have second some, movie. I have we some thoughts get, about him. Okay. <laughs> and we, the first category is perfect. So, our first category, let's talk buy, sell. Pay that man his money. Let's talk about buy sell. So we're gonna talk about who we want to invest in, who we want to sell in. Let's throw it to Joey first. What do you think of both movies? I I was fucking floored by O'Shea Jackson as we're talking about. Like I think I I don't know why I'm pretending to care about nepotism. I literally watch movies. What is Hollywood if not nepotism? This movie <laughs> literally had Kirk Russell's kid in it too. Like, what are we doing here? But uh, but I think when I heard the, oh, Ice Cube's kid is going to be playing Ice Cube, you know, that's like kind of weird as your entry to Hollywood. Seeing him in this movie and the fucking chemistry he has, how funny he is, how instantly you like feel for him like part of the villainy of Aubrey Plaza's character I was watching it with a lady friend and she just could not stop talking about him it was out of control a smile for a a silver Uh, screen smile I love and I love a Batman right like you know I'm wet for you you know I'm wet (laughs) how about you Rod any hot uh market tips yeah, I got some market tips. I'm <laughs> keeping Elizabeth Olsen stock. Let me tell you something. I've been buying Elizabeth Olsen stock. You know I'm buying that stock, Like, too. literally, like, <laughs> I'm sending it out. I bought it the second I saw Martha Marcy May Marlene. She's fantastic in it. But to be honest, I bought it the second that me, a 32-year-old man, got hoodwinked into finding out there was another Olsen. That is the most incredible <laughs> twist, culture twist, that any of us in this world have experienced. So she has probably a lot of other stuff up her sleeve. So I'm keeping that stock because I bought it in 2012 and I'm keeping it in 2021. Then I'm buying Rose Glass stock, the writer-director of St. Maude, because this was just a very impressive film. And I was watching it. I was like, I want to see Rose Glass's all-female remake of The Lighthouse. That's what I want. Mm. That's spooky atmospheric let's go give me that i'm buying stock and hoping she reboots it ghostbuster style the lighthouse in like one year <laughs> davy what are you buying i got some market tips so i'm uh 
I'm doubling up my Aubrey Plaza, O'Shea Jackson, Elizabeth Olsen, Wyatt Russell Stocks. Yes. Every one of them has blown me away in movies prior to that. I, I love Wyatt Russell. Up. Oh my god. He's so charming, isn't he? And he's <laughs> You can he see he's also a Marvel boy. It he's a Marvel me. boy. Kills me. That's right. And then I'm tripling up my Billy Magnuson stock because yes. he plays crazy great. He plays crazy great. It's the eyes. I don't need to his eyes are great. He has such coke eyes. And then mm-hmm. I don't need to go too much into my rose glass stuff, but I'm definitely buying that stock. But here's my twist one for you guys. Bought a lot of stock in this in middle school. I am selling all my stock in bathroom hand jobs. All of it. <laughs> no. <laughs> we I can finally finally I can breathe a sigh of relief. I've been waiting for you to drop your bathroom hand job stock. I know you've been the one fan when it's time it to been... let it go. It has been plummeting for years, and I've been yes. waiting for it to come back, and it just keeps getting <laughs> less and less dependable. We're going to share a lot about this on the social media, so if you guys want to just fire up, you know, talk in, tell your worst hand job story, we're, we're here yeah. for it. You know? We'll retweet it. We're happy to. We're this always is listening. Space, space, space. We're always Dave, listening. will make a TikTok about it. We're good to go. <laughs> All right. I love it. Well, everybody can rest comfortably with the market advice. Let's jump into... Our next category, the Two Reels Extended Universe, Mm. and we're doing full media coverage, so podcast, movie, TV series. Either of you guys got anything? Bullshit! We do not make B pictures here at Capitol. Let's put a stop to that rumor right now. I'm just going to say it. I want Maude's goop line. So I want Maude to build out her personal brand. I want a podcast where she's giving you tips on how to utilize all of the holy water, your own blood, a cross for exfoliation. I want her to really build out a personal brand that taps into the psychotic Christian market in this country. There is room there. There is room there. So (laughs) watch out for Moop, which is (laughs) Maude's goop. (laughs) (laughs) incredible Uh, I'm not sure if uh, Hollywood's listening but I have a movie idea alright so producers log in you know skip to this moment whatever you need the movie is called In Her Eyes and uh, after having pepper spray shot in her face on her wedding day (laughs) by a crazed Instagram obsessed classmate Charlotte that girl from Search Party that we all love. God, I love you, Portia. Uh, goes to the ER and is treated by a nurse who seems lovely, but might be a little bit off. Soon their relationship deepens and intensifies, and we see Portia from Search Party and Maude. Hello. Hell yes. Would watch. And then throughout, uh, Portia's character keeps getting letters from some girl named Ingrid that Maude is not happy to hear from. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent in. That is a whole ass cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why that's not a series. I don't know why that's <laughs> not a series. Green, Bezos, Bezos, let's get a green light. At least Mackenzie. Come on, let's have a bidding. <laughs> Mackenzie, yeah, her <laughs> Amazon streaming competitor. <laughs> Mackenzie, come on, girl. 
Well, I only have a quick one, and I won't even give a pitch. I'll just tell you what it is. O'Shea Jackson, Billy Magnuson, Batman podcast. Oh, hell yes. Literally, <laughs> yes. But the minute that the brother, when Nikki says he likes Batman too, I was like, he's not a villain to me anymore. He's an anti-hero. It's that yeah, quick. Let's, 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 let's hear him out. Let's hear him let's out. Hear him out. <laughs> let's hear him out. He has his whole life just ahead give- of him. Let's hear him out. Give these two dudes a pile of cocaine every episode and something Batman to talk about. That's never gonna miss. I don't want I don't wanna tease too hard, but can we get them on the next pod? I know they're gonna be the blowing characters. lines through the Justice League. <laughs> Wait. The Snyder Cut. <laughs> I wanna watch the Snyder Cut with Ocean, with Dan Pinto and Nikki from Ingrid Goes West. <laughs> No, 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 no. Say I get it. I see that you dig me. I dig you. I'll be your boyfriend. I'll be your boyfriend. Okay, whatever. Um, and also, no Batman talk. What am I supposed to talk about? I don't know these people. Something cool, like food or clothes or Joan Didion. Let's jump to uh, our, our last category of the day here, and let's just talk alt pairings for a minute. I'm sure we all had some ideas. Okay. And let me try the remix. Uh, Joe, you had Ingrid, but any other ones that you were considering before throwing that out? Yeah, I mentioned Repulsion. Uh, I I didn't want to go to horror movie with Saint Maud. I felt like there was a lot of spooky Christian horror options, Catholic horror options, but I felt like uh, trying to dive into something weird and something different. So maybe uh, Nurse Betty would be the other hmm. option. That's a fun one. That's a Underrated. Fun one. <laughs> Did he get an Oscar? <laughs> they were still underrated. They should have. They should have given. Did it, it get a it? Nurse Betty got an Oscar. <laughs> I think it did. Oh my! For what? I want to say best picture, but I'm that's not sure. no, no wait, cannot, baby, There's no way Nurse Betty won best picture. <laughs> oh, no, I think I'm thinking <laughs> English patient. I think I'm thinking English patient. <laughs> <laughs> no, from here on out in the two reels universe, Nurse Betty is a best picture winner. <laughs> Nurse Betty won best picture. I'm, I'm fine with that. that and too. I'm buying stock. I'm buying stock. <laughs> Nurse Betty. Baby, I was I was yes anding with you. I was ready to go on this Nurse <laughs> Betty. And then I threw best picture. I love that. English patient though is what I was thinking. Yes, yes. Patient nurse. Mm. The patient nurse. Okay, how about you, Rod? Any uh alt pairings you had? Yes, the alt pairing that I was thinking could work with either, honestly, but especially Ingrid Goes West, but mostly, but truly with either, is Notes on a Scandal, the Richard Eyre film from 2006 starring Judi Dench and Kate Blanchett. Fantastic film. Fantastic film. Hmm. Truly, another movie I watched like 10 times, maybe one of my favorites. It is a very queer psychological thriller in which female friendship and infatuation and love and death and sex all coexist and also features narration which both these movies have and so does notes on a scandal which is rare we don't have a lot of narration there we go there we go so notes on a scandal that's my that's my pick i love it well i got one dark one for you guys donnie darko was my uh Mm -hmm. pairing with saint maude just think it's like somebody going crazy it's a little bit dark it's not very comfortable but there's you know you kind of love and hate it at the same time and then i got two more fun ones which are the ones i would have picked first one dogma 
Mm. Yep. <laughs> Just let that sink in for a second. <laughs> I'm talking angel wings. I'm talking God. And I'm always talking Alanis Morissette. Period. <laughs> and then the other one I got, Angels in the Outfield. You got nothing left. Yeah, you do. You got one strike left. You got an angel with you right now. Just got here. And he's gonna help. Well that was that was a pretty uh pretty fun episode, guys. As always, great, great chatting with you. Last chance, any last notes, any other things you wanna bring up we didn't cover. Mm. Uh I just wanna say don't know what WandaVision is still. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> I, meant, I meant to watch a single episode before this. To have some Elizabeth Olsen takes? Nothing. I couldn't get to it. Damn. Seems Damn. Well, weird. If you <laughs> want to spend, do you have five hours? Because Rod and I can tell you about it in as <laughs> long as it would take you to watch the whole thing. Davey and I have rehearsed it, and we actually have every episode is broken down into the exact length of an episode. So if you got six, five hours, Davey and I are, we got time. We got time. If you guys want to build the following, this is going to be a way more popular podcast. The WandaVision episode the where we don't talk about WandaVision? Recaps. <laughs> All you have to do is watch every single Marvel movie before it to understand what's going on. Easy, easy. Correct. And the best hack I can give you is if there is a Marvel movie that you think is least important, watch that one actually twice. Because okay, most perfect. often, the one you care about least matters the most. <laughs>